and welcome to State of Mind, the C-Press podcast with me, Grace Kingswell. This podcast series is an exploration into the lives of our guests, what drives them, how they've got to where they are now, and how they find balance in their lives to maintain their state of mind. Today, I'm talking to the wonderfully calming and inspiring Tori, founder of Tea Balance. Tea Balance is a holistic health coaching service which encompasses everything from mindfulness techniques to eating for your chakras, stress management, relationships, careers, and yes, it's all about finding balance. Tori is the most calming person I know, and every time I see her, I just feel so relaxed and happy afterwards, and I urge anyone that needs a bit of direction or help getting their mojo back to go and see her. You honestly won't regret it. Anyway, enough from me. Sit back and relax because you are about to enter the Seapress state of mind. So can you tell us about Tea Balance then and just about how, a little bit about what it is that you actually do Mm -hmm. and also your journey to how you became Tea Balance or how Tea Balance was was born. Okay, so Tea Balance is a holistic health coaching service that strives to help people connect with value and look after themselves. And the way I like to work with people is basically focusing on everything else that fills us up that isn't food. Right. But also including food. Okay. So I'll run you through these. So the first one is always relationships. And I start by sort of really getting to know the individual and working on the relationship with themselves. Okay. So that's working through sort of managing um, expectations and Mm. sort of setting boundaries and making sure that actually what you are the people that you're interacting in your life, that they're not overstepping these boundaries and they're not draining you of your energy or actually of your self-worth. I think it's really, really important. So is it usually the relationship with themselves rather than with other people? It's the relationship with themselves because that then affects how you are with other people. Yeah. Okay. If that makes sense. So then sometimes... No, it does. It makes sense. Yeah. mm, And then, of course, people may be having sort of problems, whether it's in a friendship or with a parent or a sibling Mm. or in a relationship. And so then we can, of course sort of tap on those little things as well but a lot of the time it's also about helping people understand that the way that other people are interacting is because of their relationship with themselves right okay yeah yeah so it's a lot of it's it yeah it can be complicated in some situations and it can be less complicated in others obviously yeah um but yeah really I love the whole relationship thing I find it so interesting it is and so, I so on your recommendation went to see an energy healer quite recently <gasps> did you yes Amazing. and um it was very interesting I I would say I'm sort of 80% of the way kind of attuned to this whole self-love wellness Mm -hmm. lovely kind of bubble um but that I still do have some reservations about it um I want to ask you about crystals later let's do it (laughs) (laughs) because I don't really get it um but yes I went to see this energy healer and it was very very interesting and one of the things that she said which is what you just touched on Mm -hmm. was that my energy was quite I don't know what the word you would use to describe it but basically 
my husband had taken my energy or I mm-hmm. or I had given a lot of my energy to him and it was really weighing down on me. Okay. So it wasn't just about my relationship with myself. It was yeah. about something that had happened with Nick and mm-hmm. how that had affected me and then mm-hmm. consequently the way my body was feeling. And I think that's what you were just saying about it's to do with not just the relationship with themselves, but the way that that means that they... Yeah. I don't know if I'm going. No, I totally know what you mean. So um, people who you are close to and people who you have formed very special bonds with, I suppose, yeah. in that kind of way, definitely you can be channel channeling positive energy and yeah. also negative towards yeah. them. Yeah. But what I also meant was actually that if... Okay, let me think. How am I going to say this? So can if they someone... like suck your energy away? Can they siphon it away from you? Because that's the I I think that's what she was saying had happened. Yeah, to I me. think so. It's I'm like, damn you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite so good on the whole energy side of things. I know I actually have had quite a lot of energy work done on myself, and it's more that I think people can sort of stick things on you and and sort of yeah right. take things away from you. But I'm I would. I wouldn't want to be quoted on that because I'm not actually entirely sure exactly how it works. But what I was more alluding to was actually that if someone is struggling, if you're struggling in a a friendship or relationship or parental relationship or whatever Mm. with someone, you always have to remember to think about what's going on with them as well. So like their relationship with themselves is then going to affect how they are with you. Yeah. Just like your relationship with yourself is going to affect how you are with others. Yeah. So yeah, that totally. whole thing. Makes sense. Um, okay, so that's, so that's one, the relationship. That's, one of, so that's the one of the things. And then um, spirituality is another thing. So that's something that I really don't want to get too kooky with people. Mm. Actually, probably because I'm not actually that kooky myself. But yeah. knowing that a level of spirituality is very important to helping people actually on their journeys. Yeah. And actually, your spirituality doesn't have to be crystals or God or... I don't know, yoga or whatever it may be, it can be anything that works for you, whether that's an affirmation or whether that's just an inner sense of knowing or just something that can kind of support them. An experience as well, or like something that you do that really grounds, like that you, that makes you feel kind of a certain way. Yeah, totally. I think that it's, again, what I really focus on actually is that every single person is totally different. Mm. So what works for you may not work for me and what I may think you do is like totally out of this world but you may think actually it gets me from a to b it gets me through my days and i'm a better person because of doing that so yeah that's kind of how i like to think of spirituality as well in that kind of sense okay um so the spirituality then there's exercise and actually making sure that people are doing the right thing for them for them so i used to do those gym classes oh, that i know were like what i was gonna say the squatting well. the boxing the hit workouts and I was stressed yeah (laughs) my body was so stressed and it was just not as happy as it is today and I actually also think that it doesn't it looks different as in it may not be quite as toned Mm. but it's also not as big yeah oh maybe not as big I don't know how to really describe it but almost as if you were kind of holding something yeah that wasn't that didn't sit well with you I I mean I I completely I agree I used to be that person as well I'd yeah. have a coffee even though I was tired I was like right I'll make myself a coffee off I go to the gym lift lots of heavy weights yeah. and you know I, it was like yeah I'm you know I'm doing the right thing everyone goes to gym and actually I just my I could never recover I would have muscle fatigue for yeah. days um and you know the, the cynic out there might say, oh, well, you weren't like eating enough protein or you weren't, mm. you know, refueling your body properly. But actually it just doesn't suit some people. And I totally admit that there are girls and boys out there that are really well suited to these high mm-hmm. intensity exercises. But 
But as women, and actually it was something that um, Emma Cannon was saying um, recently on a podcast I was listening to, that as women, it's we're not we're not designed really to do these like really really high intensity mm. workouts because it doesn't kind of sit well with our I can't remember exactly what she was saying but it sort of doesn't sit well with our reproductive systems and yeah. the way that the kind of subtle energies work within a woman's body of to course. kind of create life and fertility and abundance yeah. and all of these things that are so important that I think we as 21st century women we really put that to one side mm-hmm. because it's all about the body goals I feel yeah of course and I actually think totally it's it's what works for one person doesn't work yeah, for another yeah completely but for me I really found that actually getting up at 6am to hurl myself around a gym I was as soon as my alarm went I was anxious and stressed really and it really yeah and it really really affected me and I didn't really realize it until I'd been doing it for quite a long time mm. and after that I then just said to myself no more of these classes yeah. and like that loud music the instructor shouting and I don't know for some people it really must get them going but for mm. me I would way prefer to be in the yoga studio yeah stretching it out you know and you build too much strength from that and you and for yeah. me they also say there's a chemical actually that you release during yoga that is the same chemical needed to fight disease really? and so it makes you yeah so it makes <gasps> you like so interesting really really strong in your head and mm. I noticed um it was really interesting after I'd done yoga I think for about three months literally every single day yeah I there was a situation where oh, I was doing a speech and I was on my way to the speech and I'd made literally 40 note cards like yeah each side and I was on my way and I was about an hour away I was it was two hours out of London and I realized I'd forgotten my speech notes oh, and no. I was going to give this like 45 <gasps> minute speech. And I remember this thinking, it's fine. I'll be absolutely fine. And I was actually with my mum, and she looked at me as if to be like, are you okay? Cause I usually would have freaked out. Yeah. And I think I actually from the calmness that yoga gave me and the strength, coped better. I coped yeah. with the situation totally better. Wow. Really interesting. I think, so yeah, for yeah. me, it's just, maybe that's why I'm now calm. <laughs> no, I don't I, know, but. Yeah, I think it does, I think it does depend a lot on, you know, how you, you've got to, you've got to, we've only got one body and one life. Mm. You really have to look after it. And I think a lot of that these days, because we live in such a crazy fast paced mm. world, you know, and I'm talking about us Londoners yeah. um, mainly, you, yeah, you really have to balance that out with, totally. with some sort of mindfulness technique or something to just because I find I mean I was like we were just saying I was just on holiday for four days and it was so strange because the flat we stayed in didn't have Mm wi-fi isn't that unusual yeah so unusual but I I don't know maybe in holiday destinations I think it's not quite as unusual but yeah I mean it it just it just meant that I didn't use my phone as much at all and that I actually couldn't use it as much because I don't have unlimited data Mm -hmm. you know god um (laughs) And, oh, I loved it. Mm. I really, really loved it. And actually, since coming home, I'm using it so much less. And I really like just... It kind of almost gives me a sort of strange joy that, you know, there's people that might be messaging me about work stuff at sort of 7 p.m. Yeah. Because I... And I'm just, you know, I'm not looking at my phone right now. I and know, it's, it's kind it's of... so nice. It's empowering. Yeah, yeah. Really it's empowering. totally empowering. Is that something you recommend to your clients as well? Yeah, sort of I digital think... digital... The digital detox. The digital detox. Yeah, I, it's a it's a really funny one because it just totally depends again on the individual and how it works for them and doesn't mm. work for them. So some people get, of course, just totally um, bowled over by the ins- the power of Instagram. Yeah. Bowled over is that the right term? You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It really really affects them. Yeah. And um, 
so for some people it's really important actually I think to just delete the app for a bit and not Mm. have it but I was actually working um with someone and you know it's a funny one because actually so often people use it so much for work and social that you've got to be really careful because actually if you're then disconnecting from your work as well yeah you don't want to if you're working for someone else you don't want to then suddenly be behind the kick and then it be affecting your work life and I think you've just got to find a balance with it yeah yeah that's definitely what what I struggle with um I guess that's actually just about Instagram and social media but Mm. yeah phone in general I think it's so nice to just have those weekends where you can just switch it off and I've actually started to try and do um no Sundays with my phone Sundays with no phone yeah because I think that's great it's a really nice thing obviously I do use it as my alarm but yeah actually just to kind of put it down and be present and practice being present more I think is very important and with the people that you're around and give them as much as you can give and I think that actually you know I I, we all spend so much time on our phones that we're not 100% present when Mm. we are with people yeah but I really try to make more of an effort now that when I am with people to put it away so that I can be with them at the time rather than messaging someone else and then when I'm with them having to message the person that I was with before when I was messaging that person yeah, because say, I wasn't with them like do you know like, what you know, I mean yeah. so that sort of thing so I think it's just having an awareness of it is very very important okay. but switching it off half an hour before bed whatever it may be getting an alarm clock those yeah. sorts of things really yeah really helpful really really helpful um but yeah also making sure if you are using your phone before bed put it onto the night mode um yeah airplane airplane no but also oh, um when on, the screen the brightness yes thing. so it doesn't affect your melatonin production yeah. as much as much yeah you can actually get Definitely glasses helps. now which block the blue light hilarious they're great i keep forgetting to put them on but i do have do you them. have some yeah I have oh my by. gosh i'd love to see they're them show really, me after <laughs> they're really cheap on amazon it's like are they 12 pounds or something okay amazing i think i saw it on um yeah madeline shaw on her instagram okay amazing because i was on instagram of course <laughs> with um, your glasses on yeah and, no that's so and great they block some of the blue light which is, and also that ages us, doesn't it? The blue light. Yeah. I think that's what I was thinking of at the time. It's like, oh, crow's feet. Yeah, exactly. No. Oh my gosh, I've so noticed those appearing lately, but I just think of the smile lines and that's fine. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, we got, so, yeah, we, we so digress. very distracted, of course. But anyway, so exercise, just figure out what's right for you. Yeah. And I think that, again, listen to your body. So sometimes, even though I love doing my yoga and Pilates and bar and stuff, mm. I sometimes really need a spin and mm. just to, to energize my body etc but I actually last week I was like right I'm gonna go spinning in the morning and then I thought oh no I've got that slightly like tickly thing at the back of my throat not going to abuse my immune system right I'm going to go and do the yoga class instead so yeah you just need to kind of listen to listen to your body and how you're feeling that day so yeah that's actually a tricky one with these classes because you book in the class yeah and then you have 24 you like hours ha- yeah, before exactly. you, you have 24 hours or you're cancellation charged. or your charge. So I think... It's how they get you. It's really tricky. It anyway, is. Um, and then another one is, yeah, of course, food. And, oh, career. Career is very, very important. Oh, and how does making that work, sure, then? Yeah, so just making sure that what you're doing each day is something that really energizes you and whether it's sort of the people that you're working with or Mm. the actual job that you're doing quite a lot of people that I see actually are in a sort of transitional stage between jobs I guess it all comes hand in hand doesn't it when you're not feeling as unbalanced it's kind of there are often things that are in these sorts of areas that are sort of thrown up in the air so your career is really really important and sometimes it's really interesting speaking to people and sort of throwing other options out there and just saying well what about this you keep speaking about yeah you know your interest in health and looking after yourself like have you ever thought about making that your career Mm. or I don't know someone who's working in finance and is just really really 
stretched to be able to look after themselves as well like is yeah. that you know making all this money is this, is this yeah. yeah is it helpful and sort of where's the balance with I that and it's a hard one, isn't it? Because mm. I think deep down we all know that a lot of what we do on a daily basis doesn't serve our well-being all that well. Yeah. But like, for example, I know for myself, and I love my job, mm-hmm. and I find my job really stimulating. I get to do this. It's great. Exactly. Um, but I know that if I had, this is actually something I wanted to bring up with mm. you, the fact that our time is not our own. Yeah. And I think that that... Obviously, you can either make it your own, but mm-hmm. a lot of us are working to someone else's time. Of course. For a lot of the day, you know, eight or more hours a day, yeah. our time is not our own. And for me to be what I would say 100% kind of healthy, I know that I need hours by myself. I love to walk in nature. Mm-hmm. I love to swim and all of those things, more so than kind of spirituality for me. Mm-hmm. I guess that is my spirituality, but they really energize me. Yeah. But if but our time is in our own. So it's it's really hard to actually I, I, that's what I was I was saying. I think a lot of us deny ourselves those mm. those important moments in life because we've got to pay the bills that month or, you know, we've got to be at that meeting or that event, work event in the evening or or the weekend. And it is, I think you have to be incredibly brave actually Mm -hmm. to make that decision to say that, yeah, I can see that what I'm doing from Monday to Friday, nine to five, isn't serving me that well. And I'm going to completely overhaul my life. I mean, that's, I guess that's where you Mm -hmm. come in to really assist with that process. But my God, like hard really hard yeah verging on impossible actually yeah for a lot of people yeah but I also think I just wonder actually whilst you were speaking I was just thinking I really wonder where the wellness industry is going to sort of filter into all of these other industries over the next let's say 5 10 15 years because it's really interesting I think time management is one of the biggest things because I don't know about you but I genuinely think that I can get more work done in a shorter time frame mm. than I can if I'm sat at a desk for eight hours. Yeah. So I Hugely. reckon I can I can get eight hours work done in five hours. Yeah. If I am just go, go, switched go. Switched on. And yeah. switched on. And, and I've also done my yoga in the morning or eaten the healthy breakfast that I needed or gone for the walk yeah. or spent time in, in nature. Right I'm in the right headspace yeah. to do that. Yeah. And I... I mean, this is literally coming from a health coach that's so different, but I just wonder how it's going to move because actually, you know, these people working in very, very challenging, high stress jobs, Mm. are they actually unnecessarily stressed? And if they were taking some extra time, if they had more time in the morning, maybe to do the things that they need to do to keep them balanced, would they then be more productive for the time in the afternoon? careers yeah exercise careers exercise um relationships relationships with ourselves and with others of course do we have another spirituality is there one more there's one more which is food okay of course always my favorite let's talk about food let's talk about food okay so I always really like to sort of reiterate to people that I am a health coach and I'm not a nutritionist yeah but anyway so I obviously have a massive interest in it but I take a very balanced approach to yeah. the way that I eat yeah and I don't not eat anything okay but you I don't restrict anything or... I don't restrict anything oh, I think that's so refreshing in this day I think and age. it is quite refreshing isn't yeah, it and it I don't know whether is. I don't 
ever get bloated or suffer no. from any of those sorts of things so I guess I'm okay I think my skin sometimes gets a bit bad but I feel like that's my hormones hormones yeah um but and I guess that all links to sort of meat and dairy etc etc because mm. that's sort of pump full of female hormones yeah actually. but at the same time I think that there's like you say if you have a really healthy relationship with mm. food and you don't restrict yourself anything and you understand that different foods can nourish you in different situations a lot of the time and it's it's mind over matter mm-hmm. I think the problem comes with the stress about certain foods yeah. oh no I can't eat in that restaurant they they don't do dairy free yeah. or, you know like if it's all too stressful and all too hard just eat the damn gluten know. you know and actually and but, actually yes if you're celiac do yeah, not eat gluten yeah. <laughs> but if you're at a stage on your health journey and your mm-hmm. healing process where things aren't making you react that much or actually you can tolerate foods or whatever then just keep going you know like mm. it's it's actually it's actually fine to to drink milk and eat and eat bread if it fits with your body exactly and that's know? totally where I'm at like yeah I don't particularly love milk at all never mm. drink coffee etc but I love cheese yeah and of course <laughs> I've got really really into that I am um, <laughs> I love I love cheese, cheese. I of course don't eat it every day, but I yeah. but I any on a weekend or if there's a cheese board, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is really it's a really healthy approach, and people yeah. you know people sometimes look at me and they think what is she doing, and I just say it's balanced. Do you think and that people think because you are a holistic health coach mm. that you shouldn't be doing these things, and that they and Probably. you know <laughs> kind of look at you like well why is she eating the cheese? You know she'd never tell me to eat the cheese yeah. kind of thing like a. Do you, do, you, do you feel like there is a bit of pressure on you to live a certain lifestyle because of yeah. the field of work that you do? Totally, I think in so many ways, but I think that's also why I hugely made my name T-Balance. Balance. Hashtag balance. Hashtag balance. There's a bit of a backlash against this hashtag balance. Have you seen it going around <gasps> on Instagram? Yeah, you're not going to like it. I'm not going to like people, it. People sort of just um, taking the mick out of the whole balance oh, thing. Oh, really? And actually... Of course, though, they take the mick out of everything. Maybe we just need just a different kind of word to... for it, but it is a concept that needs to stay around, yeah. isn't it? It's so important. Totally, because actually I really think that it's not just balance with your food, it's balance with everything. Yeah. You know, it's the... It's the going out, it's the working, it's the balance in relationships. I mean, mm. it applies to every single area that I previously Yeah, everything mentioned that you do, yeah. And everything that I do. And I think that actually people can mock it, but go for it. They'll mock everything, yeah. you know? I just think, sorry, not. I don't mean to be so dismissive of that, but I think that, oh, what is going on inside their heads if they're mocking that? Because yeah. actually, I don't know, maybe just I just believe that it is the way that it keeps people kind of on track on track so how um, did all this come about then like let's go back yeah. 10 okay. 15 years <laughs> mini tory um did you have a really kind of standard upbringing have you been i mean because c- for me with my health journey and mm-hmm. the fact that i'm so into food and nutrition now that 100 percent comes from my mum yeah. and the way that she brought me up are there any kind of similar influences like that for you that led yeah. you to kind of start it's so funny because whenever I actually think if if we go back let's say 20 years yeah I'm seven at this point okay and I the food that we ate as children was very much I I grew up in Dorset so it was very um country pie we'd have shepherd's pie yeah we'd have lasagna we'd have all of those sort of very 
um, normal. Actually, I, we never thought about it as mum never even sort of blinked at what she was feeding us. Mm. But also it was a lot of, sometimes we'd have like sausages and those smiley potato faces, which oh, were just the those dream. those are so delicious. You know, it would just be a, a mixture of just normal oh, I'm children. I'm flashbacks. Yeah. It's we used so, to have so those good. at school. They were the best. Smiley faces. <laughs> smiley faces. Aww. And then those potato waffles. I mean, honestly hysterical the stuff that we grew up on yeah. sorry mum you're probably going to be listening to this <laughs> thinking ah anyway but yeah it was all that sort of food and then um but also really like nourishing food like a shepherd's pie yeah it's so nourishing it's warming but I, it's hearty yeah. you know you make it with good ingredients it's 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 a good meal okay um, so pretty normal so upbringing. pretty normal upbringing never really had like an issue with food at all yeah i then actually oh no it was a funny one at prep school so I was at boarding school and it was very much like we ate from the garden there and it was the food was very wholesome yeah but we were allowed sweets once a week yeah we were allowed to spend 10p once a week and that was a freddo (laughs) or something yeah so that I think massively started my idea of treat association because it was literally I don't know, so exciting and we'd yeah, all queue yeah, yeah. up for ages and it was worth it and yeah. I don't know, it was, I don't know, but anyway, I do, chocolate Another is another thing, chocolate and cheese for me, just mm. two things which I totally love mm. and I don't know whether that actually did come from the slight deprivation as a child or just the association of it Being as, as a joyful experience. Yeah. So maybe subconsciously when you reach the chocolate now, it, what? Well, I mean, chocolate, it does make you happy. Mm. It, it boosts the production of serotonin. So. Definitely. You know, it is, yeah, maybe that's how you associate it and your your brain makes definitely that connection. <laughs> it definitely makes that connection for sure. Happy food. Happy food. But I, no, I definitely had a very normal upbringing yeah. with food. Yeah. And then when I was a bit older, you then actually take more charge over what you're eating. Mm. And it's really interesting looking at sort of, te- well, myself as a teenager, mm. I just thought like the talk shop was where I needed to eat yeah <laughs> and we were allowed to but and obviously at school the food I didn't particularly love it so I would okay. eat from the salad bar most days but it would be not the greatest quality right. salad so I just I remember eating a lot of that very very pale green is it cos lettuce yeah the oh, iceberg iceberg the one that just doesn't I feel as doesn't it doesn't really, really have, have any that nutrition, much it doesn't water. have any nutrition it's just water exactly yeah. um and yeah, I'm just trying to think of my teen years at school with food, but it just wasn't really a thing. But we used to, you know, every like break and after school, we would go to the tuck shop and get our space pencils. Those like sugary oh, things. Oh, the sherbetty things. The sherbetty yeah. things were like filled with the white. Oh my God, I'm really getting into this. <laughs> Those like space pencils. And then we'd have a packet of crisps and that was like a totally normal thing to do. Yeah. And if I was now eating like two packets of crisps a day and that much sugar, I would be feeling as awful as I did then actually do you think that well let's go back to that Mm. then the feeling awful because maybe that's what inspired you to do Mm. what you are doing now but do you think that and obviously obviously like this is a Seapress podcast Mm. and Seapress is very much about health and nutrition Mm -hmm. do you think then that what when we're children because we don't have so many of the external pressures that we do as adults Mm. actually our bodies can cope and deal with just a little bit more of abuse in the way in by by way of crisps by way of sweets yeah, and maybe. chocolates and actually as adults because we're dealing with so much more we need you know we need that we need that green juice with the yeah. with all of those nutrients and mm-hmm. vitamins and minerals in it because actually we're living quite a toxic 
lifestyle yeah, now. Yeah, that's such an interesting way to look at it. I've never feel... thought about it like that. It's literally yeah. something I just thought of now. Yeah. And just just because I just remember as a child, you know, it's it's a really wholesome existence. There's no stress. Like mm. I always say to friends, I really wish I could. Like, I loved school. I know mm. a lot of people didn't like school, but for me, it was a very safe environment. I wasn't, I didn't always feel confident. I didn't always feel happy, mm. but there wasn't the kind of anxiety over what, will my life look like in five years that I have now because I was looked after by my parents I was looked after by Mm. my teachers you feel safe I enjoyed yeah I enjoyed learning I enjoyed doing sport you feel safe Mm -hmm. and I think going back to what we were saying earlier of this kind of mind over matter Mm. when it comes to health and um the way that food and nutrition plays into that I think that can be really powerful yeah I totally agree I totally agree it's very very interesting but yeah I think that I don't know, definitely as a child, as a teenager, as a child, my body didn't react in the same way. As it would now. As it would now. Yeah. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah. Anyway then, so how did... But I actually, It's really interesting because I actually had, so really, really sadly, a friend of, a great friend of mine died when I was 16. Oh, I'm and so sorry. Yeah, it was totally awful at the time, but you know, yeah. memories, we've got lots of fun memories. But anyway, I then actually put on quite a lot of weight after... Hmm this happened yeah and I never ever really realized it and it's so funny because I think because I felt there wasn't the um huge sort of impact that social media has now yeah but I also I don't think I've ever felt bad within myself okay I don't know how to explain it it sounds as though I like put on a five stone I definitely didn't but I definitely was carrying more weight than I am now and it was because I was I was comfort eating because mm. it was the way of like making myself feel better yeah. because I was so yeah. sad and I was dealing with the grief. Yeah. And that over the past five, probably seven years actually has like slowly, dropped really, really away. gradually just dropped away. Yeah. Um, through learning more about myself and not and actually on... not actually specifically targeting it at all, just no, doing lots of other things. And actually Obviously, I I do have a slightly different diet to I have them, but as I said before, I really don't restrict myself in any way. Yeah. Like when there's a birthday, I'll be eating cake. Yeah. When there's a party, I'll be drinking alcohol. When it's Christmas, I won't think about it. You know, it's those sorts of things. But what I do try and do is make sure that I am having huge amounts of greens when I Mm. am eating the bad things. Okay. Yeah. Because oh, sorry, the things that are deemed bad or that aren't great for our bodies because I do truly believe that actually when our bodies are repairing overnight what is it that our little people inside us are trying to find grabbing out for grabbing out for and actually if they just have the pizza and they don't have the spinach yeah then they're going to be rebuilding your cells on pizza yeah Yeah. I've made this up myself but But rather than (laughs) just just doing that can we just stop for a moment to imagine inside Tori's body there are little people (laughs) with shovels that are built (laughs) <laughs> no I think it's but it's a really I mean good it's I a really that. good yeah. point to raise and it's something that that we're really passionate about mm-hmm. as a company because we do want to just help help people to get mm. that little bit extra of like nutrients every totally. day that they can and I think um you know sometimes sometimes we struggle like mm-hmm. sometimes we're just so busy and we make bad food choices on the run or you know you get like a baguette or a sandwich mm. or whatever it is because you're or just you let your blood sugar levels drop and yeah. then all you're craving is actually the twirl rather than the yeah. almonds or whatever yeah it may exactly be. and yeah. um I'm the same I get like 
food anxiety if I haven't had enough vegetables in the day I mean how awful does that make me sound but I'm the same I would always I mean I love pizza Mm. you just mentioned pizza it's my absolute favorite treat food but like a good you know like a really good quality one but I will always order a side salad or like some vegetables as well I think also for the flavour, because I love combining foods, but totally. but also for the same reasons as you, that I just, I mean, I love, I love to get loads of veg. And I yeah. think, you know, you can't go wrong saying to someone, increase your fruit and veg intake. Like, you just can't, of you course. can't go wrong. Exactly. Um, and I do think that actually sometimes it's um, something that I've also read or like come across over the years is that people who actually then have a bad day where they've eaten like too much junk food and then they're so full that they actually then say to themselves okay I'm just not going to eat for the rest of the day let's Mm. say they've had like a bad six hours and then they don't want to eat their supper or whatever yeah and the only thing that I could say with that is it's like eat but eat a good meal meal at the end of the day yeah or just make sure that you're still getting your greens even if you're having the bad things yeah yeah and actually yesterday so I had a weekend I had quite a full-on weekend I was away and this is another thing is that I don't get anxiety about what I'm going to be fed when I'm away at all Mm. but I'm very aware that obviously vegetables make me feel better than Mm. sugar or like stodgy foods etc but I had quite a busy weekend alcohol was consumed etc etc then had a friend's birthday on Sunday yeah had the dreamiest day with the girls etc had loads of cake amazing loved it and then yesterday morning, or over the course of the day, I had three sea press, of course, green juices, because I knew that actually my, and with other food as well, yeah. but I knew that my body was just craving that sort more. of care yeah. and more, and I just needed the hit. Yeah. And actually, it's funny, because you were saying about being in France um, earlier, and actually oh, I went and for I, it with the croissants. Yeah. I really did. Totally. And my mum, actually, she <laughs> eats very healthy, but we were there in May, and we had four days of croissant, croissant, croissant. Literally yeah. loved it. Went for it. Amazing. Yeah. And but by the nourishing end, for the soul as well. So nourishing for the soul. But actually I did feel it physically. Yeah. In the sense that my I was a bit foggy headed, etc. Mm. And when we got back, we literally went straight to Waitrose and and got all the green juice ingredients. And we just sat there literally as though we were putting it through IV drips like in us. Because <laughs> it really does, it has such a huge effect on yeah. me. And I don't know what other people feel sort of when they are yeah. drinking. Well, this is the thing because I don't know whether we're, we're just really like, sorry, I just like talked over you, Tori. I'm so no, sorry. No, you didn't talk. Um, but I was um, skiing with my brother and his friends. Mm. Sorry, Jack. I'm about to... <laughs> anyway and it was just a quick trip it was four mm. days last year and for four days the six people that I was with ate nothing but beige food mm-hmm. it was just like panini on top of the mountain croissant for breakfast and then like a takeaway pizza yeah. late at night and there I was like try. I mean and I'm I have like I haven't always been that well over my life so mm-hmm. nutrition is something that I really focus on but I just and I said to them at some stage like do you not feel like do you not feel sort of just not great and they were like, meh, not really. And I firstly felt very jealous because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to, you know, I want my body to be that resilient. But also just, it just baffled me. Yeah. Really baffled me. But That's anyway. so funny because, no, I totally know what you mean, but I sometimes think it's actually really interesting because do they feel fine or great because they don't know how it feels to feel better? Right, yeah, maybe. Or, and does it not bother them? Yeah. And do you, are you now just affected by it because you know how good I'm it so feels sensitive. to figure yeah, and you're sensitive maybe. 
Maybe I don't know. It. But um, what, yeah, sorry, back to your question, what got me into this though, yes. was actually nothing to do really with food. It was more my general lifestyle. And okay. I was working um, in a job that I'd been in for three years and totally loved the environment that I worked in, where I thought I loved the environment that I worked in. Mm. And then really realised that actually after a while, I was working with... Um, a lot of people who had a lot of screens around them right. and they would sit with their earphones on all day and the way that I had to communicate with them was via a, um, like an Email. MSN messenger. Oh, like right, a chat, okay, like a like chat. Like yeah. chat. Um, because I was working, um, project managing the de- design and development of sites and so the okay. code, I was working with the coders. And obviously you totally like do not want to be interrupting people when they're knee deep in yeah. whatever they're doing. Anyway, I, after a while, I was just like, I was so not myself and I think that I need to be interacting with people Mm. hugely and it was one weekend I went home to my parents and I was speaking to mum and I was just like I'm just unhappy I was like I'm not liking what I'm doing I was 23 22 and I didn't so I didn't go to uni so I was working where everyone's at uni and I was just like what is this like all my friends are having so much fun doing what they're doing Mm. I've made a decision to come to London and work and still have fun but I wasn't in my job so she was like just quit and I thought okay I'm just gonna do it so I just handed in my notice on the so that was on Saturday and then handed my notice on the Monday but again as we were saying you know I was still I was in my early 20s and I was in a position where I was sort of I felt in my safe space still Mm. and I could be sort of emotionally and like propped up by my parents and things yeah it's kind of different when you get to your late later yeah. 20s in that sort of situation but anyway I did quit and I took some time out and um actually during this time I was going through quite a tricky family um family time I was living with my brother who was a drug addict is a drug addict was a drug addict he's fortunately sober now um but it was a tr- it was very very challenging and actually yeah. it just really takes it out of you and it's easy to be manipulated yeah. and especially as you're someone that really gives a lot to other yeah. people but I but I definitely yeah I was in a very very different place to where I am now and not to go too much into that but it definitely spurred me on mm. to get out of London I went away traveling yeah. okay and whilst I was away I actually one of my best friends really held me accountable she was like why are you coming back to London and at the time I was like oh I'm going back for my boyfriend and she was like kind of get a grip <laughs> and oh, really yeah Amazing. I literally will always be so thankful for her but she said to me she was like well, what are you gonna do and it was around the time of new year and I just thought to myself I was like what do I want for myself yeah and what I wanted is to feel sort of happy and healthy within and I know that sounds so cliched, but actually it was to be able to go through the things that I needed to go through, mm. but myself and depending on me rather right. than anyone else in my life. Okay. Um, I think actually looking back, I was definitely in sort of codependent relationships, left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so I then found this course, the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, while I was away traveling mm. and enrolled as soon as I got home about a month later. And that's sort of where my journey began. And it taught me so much about how to help myself. Yeah. And from that, I have, yeah, I've built T-Balance. And yeah, it's been it's not, such an amazing yeah. journey and really, really interesting. And it, it was actually definitely the first thing that taught me that health isn't just about what you're eating. Yes, it's about hugely. everything else. It's so much. It's about, yeah. yeah. And that's where my journey began was because of, you know, not being happy in my job. Yeah. And also having family stuff going on. Yeah. And I think that. 
yeah, it wasn't about the food so much. And even having, though having so yeah, having the courage to actually make the change you needed to make. Yeah. Quit the job, you know. Totally. Get out of London for a bit. Do those things. Yeah. I think that headspace, freeing your headspace, I think. Yeah, totally. Very I think that's from. what I've always really struggled with is actually making that initial. I mean, I've managed mm-hmm. it. I can look back at moments in my life where I know that I've made those decisions and mm-hmm. I have done things that have really helped me. But yeah, like we were saying earlier, really scary and like a yeah. really hard thing to do. And is that that's something that you help your clients with, presumably when they come to you and they're, they're kind of a bit, would you say that they're sort of a bit lost? Or yeah, I think that... They're like little sheep that you have to guide back guide. to the Yeah, path. it's, oh my gosh, it's the most rewarding, rewarding thing actually. It must be so rewarding. change. And of course, you know, I've got these courses that I offer, which are over 12 weeks. So it's a three yeah. month period. It's not really, really quick, but it's also sometimes not long enough for people. So mm. it's one of those things where some people come in and they literally just, they do the work, they do what they need to do. And then boom, they are out and done and um sorry losing my thought of um train there but basically they come in and they respond so well and like three months they're like oh my gosh I'm a new person and some people actually they've got more to go through and they've got sort of deeper things to dig through and actually it can take six months to a year and it's just yeah it's so epic watching people change but that's a great way of describing it epic epic it really is though and sometimes I actually um sometimes will then see someone for a course and then we'll just do some follow-up sessions like Mm, later in the year exactly and then sometimes actually not see someone for sort of six to nine months yeah and when they come back in, it's it actually makes you feel quite emotional sometimes because oh. the progress that they've made and mm. the little things that we really try to change the patterns with or mm. on are changing. Mm. And it's it's really cool. That's it's so very great. cool to see. Awesome. So the next thing I wanted to ask yeah. you about is crystals. Because oh, I know that this is something that you are very in tune with mm-hmm. and you love. And at some of the chakra dinners that you've yes. um, curated that I've been to, we've got little crystals in our goodie bags. Now, I would say that I'm a bit of a cynic when it mm-hmm. comes to crystals. I, I don't know much about them and I don't know how mm-hmm. they work. I was wondering if you could give the listeners a really short kind of roundup of... Because mm-hmm. we're seeing them a lot more. Yeah, um, It's becoming more of a thing for people to engage in crystal healing if that's what you call it anyway would you be able to tell us a little bit about that absolutely so um crystals are formed over millions millions of years in the earth Mm -hmm. so they are like very very natural obviously um but what they do is they work with the vibrations around you to kind of raise your vibration and enhance it so let me just think what ones what one do you know what ones you've got it's purple Amethyst. And it's smooth. I'm oh. amethyst. Okay. okay. So that one is for your third eye chakra. Okay. Um, but also amethyst is the amazing, amazing, like overall general mm. healing stone. So it's great for stress and anxiety. Okay. And also, so your third eye links to your inspiration, your imagination and your intuition. How do you use them? Okay. Do I just like look at them? Yeah, or? well, it's, it's kind <laughs> of different I touch for them? everyone and, and you can use them in multiple ways. So what I do with an amethyst, I will quite often have that in my pocket. I actually have it in my coat pocket today. Yeah. So I have an amethyst and a black tourmaline. Yeah. So that's for protection. And it's just kind of using, I think a little bit using your intuition with them, if that mm. makes sense. So I also have some by my bed. I sometimes will put one under my pillow. Amethyst is also lovely to put under your pillow. Okay. Because it means that you're sort of calming and... I could do that tonight. Like stress and anxiety, etc. Um, but 
Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I know that people must just think, oh my gosh, this whole thing is very, very kooky. Mm. But it's about listening to you. And like people say sort of, how do you choose a crystal for yourself? And the best, best way that I can advise is to go into a crystal shop and see what jumps out at you. Right. See what you're attracted to. Mm. And that's very interesting to sort of ask the person behind the counter or make, sometimes they have little labels near them, mm. just what um, benefits you'll get from using that crystal. Right. And so often it will then relate to what's going on in your life or maybe the things that you're needing yeah, help with, there'll et cetera. be some connection. The, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's all totally to do with the individual. Okay. Um, but there are crystals for sort of, for grounding. There are crystals for love, for self-love. Um, there are basically crystals for everything. Yeah. I've now put a citrine in the left-hand corner of my flat. I've heard about, you yes, s- you're supposed to put it in the left, further, furthest, most left corner of your home. Yeah. And it, it basically helps with abundance and bringing in money. So that's great. Oh, great. Hopefully, I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> I'm going to put one of those in my husband's studio. Yeah. Right a hit. Please. Right here. <laughs> Or in the kitchen, maybe. Yeah, in the yeah. Ki- it would be in the kitchen. In the kitchen. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's all about just basically going and using your intuition, finding what crystal works for you. But I know that... And also maybe using them as just something tangible to help you make the link between between kind of your everyday life and creating this kind of sense yeah, of wellness. totally. And I actually... Um, I really, really think that there are great ways of sort of setting intentions with, let's say, for example, with a new moon. Mm. You put your crystals out on the night of the new moon mm. and they basically absorb the energy and they charge. And you can set intentions with that crystal. And then basically, if you've got that crystal next to your bed or carrying it with you or whatever it is, you will go back to that intention each time. Right. And you can basically help sort of, I guess, maybe like manifest it or work with it yeah. or whatever it is you've sort of yeah. set your intention as. But my um, my mum is really, really into crystals and she has her whole house crystallised. I always call it wow. crystallised. I don't know what that is, what it is. But anyway, she's had the energy corrected in the house by using crystals. So a lady came to do Gosh. it. And promise, 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 without a doubt, it is the calmest house that I've ever been in. Really? And it's so interesting. And I don't know whether it is just because of the crystals but I feel like it might be. She's mm. also quite calm, mm. very calm. But um, it's really, it's very, very cool. And actually she used to have them in the flat that I'm in. She then took them. And I've definitely <gasps> noticed my sleep change. Really? Since then, yeah. That's also interesting. It's really interesting. So I think that they definitely are powerful. They mm. definitely give off give yeah. off energy. They raise your vibration. Yeah. They help you in so many ways. But I also, there's, there there are it is proven yeah I think mum believes check but yeah it's proven to help you but also <laughs> it's um it's also a lot to do I think with mentally your intention yeah yeah, yeah. hand in hand like anything though yeah okay. you know your medicine isn't going to work from your doctor if you don't believe it's going to work no I don't think no if That's, you're really, really negative about it, yeah. it's not going to work even if you're taking something. Yeah. So if you're really negative about 100%. the crystals, they probably also won't necessarily yeah. work as well as if you're yeah. being positive about them. One thing my Chinese doctor once said to me, and it's amazing that I understood it because generally I do not understand yeah. what he says, um, was was that I needed to believe that my body could heal. Yeah. I actually remember you saying that a while yeah. ago. And it actually really, it actually really stuck with me. Yeah, and I think I did turn a corner after that. Yeah, 
Um, a lot of it is belief. I think, yeah, hugely. Um, so I want to ask you a few questions to end yes. with um, that I always ask everyone. So the first one is, well, actually, firstly, I wanted to ask mm. you one thing about tea balance. Mm -hmm. What is your end game? Such an interesting question. Yeah. And these end game things, I'm really, I'm really like reluctant to answer. I know that maybe sounds that's strange. Maybe, maybe that's my answer. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll, of course I'll answer, but I, it's a funny one because I don't want to, I don't want to sort of, basically I take each day as it comes mm. and I try and stay very in tune with what's going on in my life and mm -hmm. what's going on with the lives of my clients and how I can grow also with what's going on in the world yeah. and around us and what yeah. people are needing, etc. And so for that reason, it's very about the day, the week, the month. Okay. So um, you don't tend to look that far into the future. I try not to look too far in the future because it makes me feel stressed. Yeah. And I know what you mean. I don't think I need to panic about that. I mean, maybe I do. No, I feel as no, 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 don't. I think that's society telling you you need to. I think society definitely telling me that I need to. And maybe I should have huge, huge, not that I don't have huge aspirations for it, but maybe I should have a massive mm. plan, but I'm telling you I don't. Okay. I like taking it one day at a time. Okay. See how it goes. Incredible. I, yeah, I'm excited to host more events and things like that. And yes. I think that that's a really nice way to kind of stay. Little milestones. It's little milestones, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And um, yes, because I also, you did a really successful chakra dinner series. Yeah. La, mm, I was going to say last year, but quite recently, this year. this year. So I launched it in January and I finished it at the end of May. And that was and all to do with... Um, the different foods that we were eating corresponded to the different chakras yes. and how they you could use them to heal you in different ways. Exactly. Tell us what chakras are very quickly. So a chakra is an energy wheel and we have right. seven that go from the root of our spine mm -hmm. to the crown of our heads. Yeah. And basically I they all have different properties. They all mean different things. They're all different colours and they're all located obviously in different places of our bodies. But I just found them really, really interesting because it is a very kooky kind of yeah. way. It's an Indian sort of belief. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I really wanted to help people actually bring it into their day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. So quickly just throwing out sort of one um, example is let's take like our solar plexus. That's all about our willpower. Mm -hmm. And where we can physically feel it is when we have butterflies in our tummy. Oh. And it's activated anytime that we are scared. So it's wow. it's basically okay. linking like these energe energy points, yeah. I guess, or energetic wheels with, an external... with external normal day to day things. Another one, for example, your throat chakra. When your throat chakra is blocked, you can feel the lump in your throat sometimes before you're about to cry, or when mm. you're needing to release emotion mm. and actually everything's just built up too much, and then you cry or you scream or you shout, and that goes away that goes away yeah so it's basically helping people understand that there are physical things that happen in our body that link to something um emotional or spiritual yeah or more in, physical yeah, yeah physical yeah. thing yeah intrinsic i guess yeah so wow. basically that's what all the chakra dinners are about but i so we're gonna see another another chakra series another chakra from series you. yeah i'm actually in the process of um doing a series or planning a series at Soho House. It's gonna be Amazing. seven events, all to do with the chakras, yeah. launching in November. So, which one? I'll of course keep the team posted. Um, so the first one will be the root chakra, 
Okay. But they're going to be yoga events. <gasps> sign me up. I'll sign you up, girl. At Soho House or At one? Soho House. Yeah. Like the one in at Soho. At the Dean Street one. <laughs> yeah. So that's I guess exciting. I confused. That's really cool. Yeah, Good so for you. On that, which is really exciting. But yeah, so that's kind of what I like doing. I like having sort of milestones, short-term milestones to keep myself yeah. focused. Yeah. But um, not anxious and buzzing, about But not sort greater. of... Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, it's again about being sort of kind to yourself. If I look back 18 months, I would just launch Tea Balance. So yeah, yeah, I have to just keep it all in perspective. Keep it real. Keep it in perspective. (laughs) Keep it real. real. Um, She's so down with the kids. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready for these three questions? Hit me. Okay. What is one thing in your life that you would do again if you could? Now, this can be anything. It can be an amazing holiday that you went on, or it can be something much more um spiritual and meaningful mm-hmm. it might just be like an incredible meal you had yeah. or, it, or it might be the fact that you I don't know anything. okay so I love this so as you've obviously sort of given me some ideas a couple of things have sprung to mind okay I um would go back to Rome where I went with my boyfriend this summer and we had the most insane meal we basically <gasps> I actually me, just had to go for this me, because it's, it's very, also very nearly lunchtime, so yeah, both I know, Tori and I hungry. like give us the food. <laughs> um, but basically, we, we were in Italy for a handful of days, and we basically shared every single thing that we ate. Yeah, because it meant that we could have more. Yeah, we got. Small I don't portions understand why people don't share. Yeah, it really, I really don't understand. I think the tone of my voice got quite angry there. Yeah, really um, excited and angry. Yeah, but anyway, so we started with a delicious rocket salad because okay. obviously, being in Italy, I knew there was a lot to come, so yeah. I was very, very religious about doing that. And then we had delicious. Tagliatelle with mm. parma ham and asparagus, <gasps> followed and by parmesan and stuff with like cheese. Yeah, of course, yeah, of, of course. course. But it was Sorry. a really small Given. plate, so it was kind of about yeah, because the they palm. have their pasta first, don't they? They have the pasta first. Yeah. So it was about let's say like the size of my hands pan mm. between the two of us. So okay. we, they, we were we were really good with sort of eating lots but small point yeah. portions. Um. So it was that amazing tagliatelle, followed by a carbonara. Oh, you're gonna laugh so much. Oh, I love it. Follow my carbonara. Was it just a meal of different pasta courses, (laughs) Tori? I wish. And then we had lasagna. Honestly, we had two pasta courses, and then we had half a pizza. Yeah, which was which delicious on it. Pepperoni. I'm all about the spice. Yes, I love. Give me that pepperoni pizza. It's so good. And then can we just wait? So (laughs) hold on. So there was no. um, There was no. Wait, I can't remember the name of the incredible cheese. It's like mozzarella and then in the middle it has... Burrata. So there was no burrata involved. No burrata involved at this time. Good Lord. I know, but it was still that good. Okay, all right. And, and then dessert? Then for pudding we had tiramisu, which I'm not usually Ooh. a fan of. I'm really, really not. You can cane. get some really bad ones. I think that's yeah. why. But this honestly was magic. It was in this little pot. It was really quite small and it was just really creamy with a thick layer of cocoa on the top it was just yeah. so good anyway and we both were just absolutely delighted and literally keep speaking about it so we probably so will go, go and create back. that again amazing um which was amazing but i will also, be asking you for recommendations yeah i need to, to i actually have you the name of the restaurant written down mm. so if anyone wants to go and exp- if anyone's going to rome you have to go and experience this comment comment with let a sea press green juice after maybe <laughs> If you do travel size. Yeah. <laughs> hundred mils in your hand. Hundred mils of ginger. Uh, okay, so we know that Tori would go back and have that meal. Yeah. Um, what's the one thing in your life that you could change if you could? Um, 
interesting. What would I change? Like something that happened to you or someone else or... Um, no, I'm so grateful for, for everything. everything that's happened, like the bad and the good, of course. Okay. But it's totally just made me the person that I am. Mm. Um, Which I think coming from you and what you do and the way you live your life yeah. is a very legitimate answer. Yeah, definitely. I think that everything, you know, it's really interesting about how you kind of look at the things that happen to you in your life mm. and, and you how can, you frame them in a positive or exactly. negative way and you know I want to be very sensitive when I say this because I know that obviously you know it's you know some things can be way way worse than yeah. others but you know taking everything that has happened to you and seeing the good in it building on the person that you once were mm. to become someone stronger and actually taking all of the things on that can then maybe help you help others yeah or be more empathetic I don't know it's yeah for me I I don't actually know if there's anything I would change I mean maybe like the color of my bedroom or something like that (laughs) (laughs) amazing but nothing 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 major and then finally so the podcast is called state of mind Mm -hmm. what does that mean to you um I really think it means just being malleable because you shouldn't be too rigid on yourself mm. as you may have discovered from the whole balance and yeah, like yeah, yeah. And yeah. feeling how you are each day and you know it can mean something to you one day and then another thing the next and be kind to yourself about feeling differently on different yeah, occasions on different days on different days Amazing. go with the flow boom boom done finished <laughs> hashtag self-love hashtag balance hashtag balance <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so so much for tuning in to this episode with Tori. I really hope you enjoyed it and I really found the chat we had surrounding chakra healing and crystals and how they can fit into our lives really interesting and very valuable as we live these crazy fast-paced modern lives. I think alternative therapies of this sort have a lot to offer us. As ever, if you did enjoy the episode, I would love it if you could leave a review as the reviews are actually what helps to get the podcast into more people's ears. I'll see you here again, same time, same place next week.